Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Conversations on Dance is brought to you by Yumiko. Discover the new Yumiko Kids SS19 collection. Included in this collection is the Kids Anna, a classic scoop tank Leo, Kids Daniela, a cross strap camisole leotard, a Kids Julia, gathered halter tie leotard, and so much more. Available in different color combinations online, explore Yumiko's new Kids line. Get your own customizable dancewear now at yumiko.com. Looking for a discount on your Yumiko order? Order 10 items or more and enjoy Yumiko's group discount of 10% off. More information on yumiko.com. Before we get started, we want to remind our listeners to join our Facebook group, Conversations on Dance, Friends of the Pod. We also want to thank everyone who has already taken our listener survey. We are getting really great responses that we are looking forward to talking about in a future episode. If you haven't taken it already, have your voice heard. We have linked to the short nine-question survey in the description of this episode. This episode is brought to you by the Town of Vail, a sponsor helping to host the Vail Dance Festival in our community. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden, and you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week, we are joined by Christine Shevchenko, principal dancer with American Ballet Theatre. Christine was born in Ukraine, where she was chosen to train in rhythmic gymnastics and ballet at an Olympic school. At eight years of age, she moved with her family to the United States, where she trained for nine years at Pennsylvania Ballet's Rock School. In 2003, Christine became the youngest recipient of the Princess Grace Award. She won a bronze medal in the USA International Ballet Competition in Jackson, Mississippi, and a gold medal at the Moscow International Ballet Competition. She joined American Ballet Theater's studio company in August of 2006 and moved through the ranks being promoted to principal in September of 2017. We talk with Christine from the Vail Dance Festival about her intense early training in Ukraine, dancing at the Rock School, her career at ABT, and her first time at the Vail Dance Festival. Christine, thank you so much for joining us today. We're so happy to have you. My pleasure. Yeah, it's so great. You were just telling us that it's your first time at the Vail Dance Festival, so we'll definitely get into that. But first, we want to start with your beginnings in dance, which I found very, very fascinating. So I can't wait to talk to you about this. So you were born in Ukraine, and your father was a gymnast, Yes. and your mother an actor and a dancer. Yes. Um, How did you come to start with rhythmic gymnastics and ballet at an Olympic school in Ukraine? 
Um, okay, so um, I was born to a family well Im- immersed in the arts mm-hmm. and um, the sports community. And my father was a great gymnast, and his father was a great sprinter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, sports or arts was definitely the path I was going to go right. down. Mm-hmm. Um, just wasn't sure which way. Mm-hmm. Um, so my father decided to put me into an Olympic Reserve school for rhythmic gymnastics when I was three Wow, which was really young, yeah. but um, but because it's an Olympic Reserve school, you have to start young, yeah, right, uh, because they start competing so young. So you have to get ahead yeah. and um, get your body stronger and get ready for competitions, mm. right. which wasn't really my thing. Yeah, but can you tell um, us just a little bit about how those schools work? I find that fascinating because it's obviously not a concept we really have here so much. Yeah, so yeah. they're very intense. I bet. <laughs> yeah. It's very intense. I just remember a lot of kids crying <laughs> most of the day. <laughs> oh, no. But I w- we were also like so little. So like you right. cry no matter what. Right, right, know? right. Yeah. But um, it's an intense um, schedule. So the first hour of the day is usually stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, so they stretch for an hour with everyone. And then how ballet got involved is the second hour of the day, you have to take ballet class. Okay. Um because ballet is sort of the core of all things. So ballet was required um, mm-hmm. as part of the um, rhythmic gymnastics training. And after an hour ballet class, we had, um, they would teach us how to throw balls and the ribbon and the rope, everything else right. that would come after. Uh-huh. So it was a long, like for a three, four year old, it was a long day <laughs> yeah. of like was intense there... training. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. So was there any um, academics in there too? Or it was just? No, it was, this was just um gymnastics i mean i went to school right like outside of that uh-huh. but yeah so it definitely taught me to be disciplined and strong and yeah i'm sure be able yeah. to accomplish many things yeah so. so at what point was it then that ballet started to kind of take over more for you that you had more of an interest in that right so when i was seven um is when my parents decided to move to the united states Mm -hmm. and my grandfather had come over 10 years before then Mm -hmm. um so he sort of invited us over and we left and to start a new life in america which was which was pretty crazy but i was so little that it didn't i didn't really understand Mm -hmm. what was happening very well but we moved to philadelphia and then my parents started looking for good gymnastic schools somewhere I could attend, but they couldn't find any good ones. Mm. They were all on the West Coast for mm. some reason. So that is sort of when I made the decision to to do ballet. Interesting. And at the age of eight, I auditioned for the Rock School of Pennsylvania Ballet at mm. that time. Mm. And I got in and that's sort of, I've been there at that school for eight years. So mm. like, yeah. That's really amazing. Long time. How did you guys choose uh, Philadelphia? Is that where your grandfather was? Or? Yeah, so yeah. that's where my grandfather came over to. Okay. So we just came to him right, wherever right. he was. Yeah, right. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Did you find that the level of, um, I guess, discipline or um, f- focus that uh, was present in American schooling was different from that sort of hard-edged? Um, yeah, were you like, this is easy? <laughs> oh, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I didn't think it was easy in any way just because, I mean, ballet is hard. And yeah. To become really good at it is hard. And I did like a lot of extra private lessons mm-hmm. to get better. But the focus is definitely not as intense in America as as it was in Ukraine. And, you know, some people just do it for fun and pleasure here. Mm-hmm. It's not all, you know, hardcore discipline. Like if you're doing this, this is all you're going to do and mm-hmm. you have to 
put all your energy into it. Right, right. You know. So then you spent obviously a lot of time at the Rocks. When I feel like not very many people really have a training like that where they spend like a huge chunk of their, right? right? Like a lot of people kind of, you know, go for a little while, then they start to kind of move up through different professional Mm -hmm. schools. But here you were in this professional school right away. Yeah. So what was that like for you kind of going through the ranks at the school, kind of watching the school change and improve? And Yeah, yeah. well, I was really blessed because um, when I joined that school, um, they had incredible teachers. Mm-hmm. The teachers were so good, and there were I both I had an influence both of Vaganova training and Balanchine training. Mm-hmm. So I sort of got both mm-hmm. at the same time, which right. was so amazing. And um, the teachers were so good, and they helped us. And the directors were amazing, and they took us to competitions and gave us lots of extra training and private training, and mm-hmm. they worked yeah. really well with us too. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, you said that competitions weren't really your thing, but I'm curious to hear about your experience with that. Do you do you feel like you just you didn't enjoy them, but they still helped contribute to who you are as a dancer, yes. or what right. was your experience? So it wasn't my decision uh-huh. to to go into competitions, but um, and I mean it's so very nerve wracking and so stressful. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though if you're confident with what you're doing, it's there's like this whole another level of like stress and fear because people are literally sitting there judging you right mm-hmm. right like every step that you take but um it definitely helped build my character and my confidence mm-hmm. um to be able to you know force myself to go out there and just do what I have to do yeah. and not pay attention to you know anything yeah um so it definitely helped me to become a much stronger more confident mm-hmm. dancer so I am thankful mm-hmm. for doing them yeah does that, I mean, so full disclosure, I saw your Kitri debut oh, you and did? I thought you were so wonderful, <laughs> oh, but what really surprised me was that, you know, for a debuter, you might expect someone to lose steam or that, um, the most physically challenging part, which comes at the end of the ballet, the 32 Fuete yes. is that was just like back pocket for you. You, right. that seemed so natural and easy. Yeah. And is that something that a competition can kind of like drill into you. It's like you're just forced to go out there and do really right. difficult technical feats right? over and over. Right, right. So it definitely, competitions definitely taught me like never to give up. Like if I'm ever struggling at a moment or I'm out of breath or my body's tired, um, it taught me to keep pushing through no matter what mm-hmm. and to not stop. So it definitely helped build strength. Yeah. Um, but for the 32 footage, that's really funny because when I was um, – 13, 14 at the rock school, we had a teacher and she was like, if you can't do 32 footies by the time you're 14, you're never going to be able to do them. (gasps) (laughs) Yeah. So she was like, so she made us do 32 footies over and over and over and over when we were like at Mm -hmm. 14. And, and it really helped me because after then, like they seemed so easy to me and I never struggled with them. Mm -hmm. I feel like the earlier you learn something, the easier you know, it well, is children later. can really understand things yeah. in a way. I think if you don't give children credit, then they won't yeah. rise to that occasion. But if right. you tell them you you're can. supposed to be able to do this now, they're like, yeah. oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> but I, I am really thankful to her because they come so easy for me now. And mm-hmm. I think because of that. You know. Yeah. And that's also just so crazy because like, when did you go on point? Like how many years had you been on point mm-hmm. to do that many releves on I, one leg? Right. So at 10 was mm-hmm. my okay. first point yeah. class. Yeah. So yeah. three years later, so you're doing 32 later. Days. That's yeah. bonkers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it, that's what but, a great story. I love yeah. That. I mean, it was a great, it was a really great school. And like yeah. the coaches there were really, really yeah. awesome. 
What would you say to an aspiring dancer who's kind of like on the fence? Like, do I do competition route? Like, should Mm -hmm. I do that? Or should I just really stick with my training? What kind of advice would you give to a dancer kind of feeling both ends of that? I mean, although, like I said, I don't really like competitions. I I do think they're important. Mm -hmm. Um, First of all, they give you a lot of stage experience, Mm -hmm. which um, as students, you don't really get much of that. Right. So it's just another opportunity to get out on stage and dance in front of people. Mm -hmm. So it's really important because I find that when you go on stage and you perform is when you actually improve as a dancer, Mm -hmm. not just being in the studio. Mm -hmm. Right. So I would definitely recommend like doing some competitions, even Mm -hmm. not not to win, you know, right. Right. To, but it's just, just to get on stage and right. get stronger and get the experience. And I always wonder, too, because there must I feel like when you do your showcases or whatever, like when you're a younger dancer, you do your spring recital and mm-hmm. Nutcracker. If there's there's like not really that much pressure in it. Right. It's just like, oh, being out right. on stage and it's kind of fun. Right. And then all of a sudden you're in your professional career and there's like jobs on the line with every yeah. show. That's how it feels like. Yeah. I always wonder, because when we do talk to people who are really richly steeped in the competition, like you guys are just so confident out there. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if that pressure, like, did you yeah. feel when you joined ABT, like tons of pressure where you just like, I'm used to feeling pressure on stage kind of I I mean it definitely helped me to cope with pressure very well Mm -hmm. I mean like you said in the school recitals it's just like your family and friends cheering you on and like you can do no wrong totally um but yeah competitions it really um changes you as a person and it really makes you stronger and Mm. especially um I did Moscow International Mm -hmm. and I won gold there which I did not expect Mm -hmm. like I didn't go there expecting to win anything because mm-hmm. it's just a crazy mm-hmm. competition right but um it really like it really changed me as a dancer mm-hmm. and made me up you know better yeah with yeah. Pressure. yeah how old were you when you did that 16 mm-hmm. yeah so were these competitions maybe when you first caught kevin's eye how did you kind of get your in with American Ballet Theater? So so actually right after these competitions is when I went and I auditioned mm. for ABT. And it was during their spring season at uh-huh. the Metropolitan Opera House. And I remember I came in and took class with the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the first time he actually saw me. So not at the competitions, right. but in class. Wow. Yeah. See, there you go. Yeah. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So um, had you done summer courses up to that point? Had you been had any experience with ABT or you um, just really that no, was your first time? That was my very first time. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I really liked my school and I really liked my teachers and they were so good that I didn't want to go no somewhere else right. because they knew me so well. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I got the best out of just staying with them and like yeah. going somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I've never gone to like any summer programs wow. or wow. anything like that. Yeah. So, so uh, what was their influence like in terms then of um, deciding what the next step was? Were you going to shop around for other companies or were you mm-hmm. all pretty much on the same page of like, let's go for ballet theater first? Right. Well, I was like stuck on just like going to ballet theater. I didn't even want to think of any other options. Really? <laughs> I mean, it's kind 16, of silly. you got time anyway. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it was kind of silly. Like you should have other options in mind. But like I that's all I wanted to do was just go to ABT and I didn't want to go anywhere else. Mm-hmm. So. Well, I'm sure if people thought you couldn't make it there, they would have been like, maybe you should think of other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but everyone yeah. knew you could ultimately True. make it there. True. You know? 
Yeah. So, so I'm happy that worked yeah. out. So, so, so did you join that following year? So yes. So I auditioned, it was July, mm-hmm. and then I started in studio company in August. Oh, wow. Like a month, wow. A month after. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. What were those early years like then? You know, things are, it's very different from having, especially as you've said, like yeah. that very sort of, um, you know, having those hands-on teachers that really mold you from birth, <laughs> basically. Yes, no, it's true. And then you're kind of... Not quite on your own because you're still in the studio company, but mm-hmm. it is a major change. What was that like uh, yeah. for you at first? I mean, it was definitely hard the first year in New York. I mean, just living in New York alone is hard. And then I was 17, so wow. I was I was still like a baby, yeah. like mentally. Yeah. And just living alone in New York, you know, if like with nobody there was very difficult. Sure. So, but... What I would do is on the weekends, like on our days off, I would go oh, back to Philadelphia really? yeah. and yeah. I would work with my coaches and they would like fix things for me and then uh-huh. I'd go back and then I'd That's so yeah, continue the next week. So I wasn't really like struggling on my own. I right. still had help. You had something to look forward to every yeah. weekend at least. To yeah, and I was lucky you. that I was like close enough to be able mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. To feel that comfort of home. Yeah. Yeah. So then when did you join the main company then? So like after that, that first year. Um, I would say that year and like two months after that is when we joined because we joined in December mm-hmm. ah. and um, we joined right and we went straight into Nutcracker mm-hmm. as like apprentices and we had five days to learn <gasps> like everything, everything. Uh-huh. yeah wow. that we had to do so it was really it was really crazy and so how much did you do snow and flowers Just snow and flowers because yeah. we were like brand brand new yeah. so that's all we did it's but it was content, a though. lot and it was like my first time dancing in a huge group because mm-hmm. I'm always used to you know I've been used to dancing by myself on right. stage just doing variations sure and like even in school I was always just dancing by myself mm-hmm. yeah. you know so it was definitely a learning experience yeah. Well, yeah what was that learning curve like for you being in the court of ballet especially you know I'm imagining the following Met season right you just did probably everything Willie's Swan yes you know, buy it air shades and all that sort of stuff that mm-hmm. is so iconic. But if you, as a core member, aren't keeping your eyes on everyone, mm-hmm. then it can very easily fall apart. So, absolutely. I mean, you learn quick. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you learn really quick. And I remember at that time, like the core girls weren't very nice. It was like a different company <laughs> and they would always yell at you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, go the wrong way. You're too close or too far. So it would be a very stressful experience. Yeah. But, Amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you learn quickly right? because you have no other choice. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then when did you start to get some opportunities within the company and start to kind of see mm-hmm. a future of maybe moving to soloist principal roles? Right. So I was, I think birthday offering was my first like breakthrough mm-hmm. um, part. And I was in the core and I was actually just an understudy mm-hmm. and it was um, for Michelle Wiles at that time. Mm-hmm. And what happened is she got injured, her back was hurting or something. And mm-hmm. so I was able to go in and mm-hmm. perform, which was amazing. And it was a big, like, soloist part. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, like, one of my first breakthrough roles. Uh-huh. And then after that, I kept getting, like, variations and mm-hmm. little things here and there. Uh-huh. And then when Alexei Rotmanski came in, um, he sort of started putting me into principal roles. Larger and larger features. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I... No, my path went. Mm-hmm. I love when that happens when someone new comes in and yeah. mm-hmm. can kind of pick you out and yeah. show something new. Yeah. I, I'm always interested in ABT 
you know, that rise because I think what we like the repertoire that we dance mostly Mm -hmm. you have uh it's just a different sort of hierarchy right and you know balanchine can offer these little bits and pieces here and there but um you know waiting for your first full length yeah you know the difference between doing um what are the two Willie's names? Like Zulma, oh, Zulma and Moina. Moina yeah. and, the diff- and then the jump, the leap from that to doing Giselle yeah. feels huge. Huge. And you have to wait and really put in your time. Mm-hmm. Were there moments where you felt like, I don't know, is this going to work out? Am I going to be stuck doing Peasant Pop forever before? <laughs> right. I mean, there were definitely like a couple years in between where I was sort of like stuck mm-hmm. and I wasn't really going anywhere and getting anything new. Um, but I actually had this crazy like opportunity and it was for an Alexei Ramansky piece. And um, I was also like third cast for the lead and the lead was Diana Vishneva and Jillian Murphy. Mm-hmm. And then one Saturday, they were both out, <gasps> both injured. I don't know how that happened. And they come to me like half hour till curtain. <gasps> yes, half hour till curtain. And they're like, we we need you to do. This. Where was the ballet on the program first? Or it was second? third. Okay, oh, okay. So it was run. third. But <laughs> I I freaked out because like because I was third cast. Like obviously I wasn't going to perform it. Sure. Did you, so you rehearsed it ever. So like I rehearsed it in the beginning mm-hmm. process of when he was setting mm-hmm. it. But then like the last two weeks I wasn't you called to rehearsals because I wasn't going to do it and you I had other stuff to do. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's how it works. It's like if you you just they put you in other rehearsals because that's your priority. So yeah, you weren't right. even there. <gasps> so then like the second, from like bit. from the, I don't know, the middle to the end of the ballet, I didn't know what the choreography mm-hmm. was. Like I just, I didn't know. Right. So literally they like dragged me to the studio and were like teaching me choreography and everything to like the last second. And then I had to go on stage and just do it. It gives me so much anxiety just hearing about so, that. It was crazy. <laughs> I bet. But I think I was like in so much shock that mm-hmm. like. You just did it. I was like beyond shock. Like I didn't even right. register like yeah. what was happening. How I did it even, go? Not, a good. Like I, I don't know. It was all a blur, but it went well. Uh-huh. So I remembered everything and mm-hmm. everyone was happy, I guess. But I think that was like my big breakthrough moment. And after that, I started getting yeah. more and more bigger roles. Yeah. 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 I mean, it. it you got promoted to principal only a year after soloist, right? Yeah. So it yeah. was like kind of happened like mm-hmm. a snowball effect, yeah. you know. But you'd been in the company for like 10 years, right? Yes. Like it's not like you well, just Well, now it's like 12 years, yeah. Right. But I find that interesting too because I think that some people can sometimes just shoot through the ranks and I feel like they don't maybe always like how do you feel like you appreciate your spot path. as a principal now and your path oh, gosh, since yeah. you went mm-hmm. through all those 10 years instead of just yeah. like bang I'm at the top. I mean, I really I really appreciate it so much mm-hmm. and I I've almost literally done every single role in like every yeah. single ballet. Right, yeah. So I went through all those experiences and I know like how everyone is feeling on stage and how they're feeling in this role and that role. So, mm-hmm. you know, I I've been through all that. So I'm actually happy I did. Yeah. And yeah. I have all those experiences. Yeah. I think so. it, it's a great thing now. Um, it was a, a critique that was often mentioned mm-hmm. um, from ABT's 
major fans, you know, yeah. why are we always, always having so many guest artists? And I know. Kevin really in the past couple of years、mm-hmm. has supported people who are just ABT girls through and through. Yes. You know, you yes. yourself and Devin and Misty and Bella, like、mm-hmm. from birth、yes. sort of situation. Well, now, like if you look at all the principal women, they're all from the studio company.、Mm-hmm. So, and、yeah. I think that was his like dream,、mm-hmm. his mission to, to have that. And I think he was so happy when like all the principal women, like our, you know, our、mm-hmm. studio company or、yeah. right. school. And, Right. Yeah, yeah, It's what he wanted.、It's、great for the school and the studio、yeah. company to show that training and how. I think it also gives hope, too, you know, to、oh, young、yeah. dancers coming into those positions. Absolutely. Like, I can go through the ranks here and I can. Right. Because, like, when at the time of all the guest artists, you know, all the kids in the school, you know, you don't know if you ever have a chance or、right. not, but this gives、right. them, you know, so much hope. Yeah. Yeah. When you joined, it must have been like that still. It hasn't,、oh, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been that long. No, it hasn't it been that、changed. long. Yeah. It's recent. Yeah. Yeah. Actually,、so. yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked to him about it on the podcast. It was really fascinating to hear him just be like, I realized that wasn't working anymore. And、mm-hmm. he just was like, I'm going to change it.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which doesn't always happen with artistic directors. It's true. <laughs> no, it's true. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's really wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, this is your first time at the Veil Dance Festival. Yes, it is.、Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you'll be dancing?、Um, so, I will be dancing in Lilac Garden.、Um, it was actually one of the very first ballets I did in Studio Company. Oh,、um, right. I think so, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I sort of grew up with this ballet since I was like 17 years old, and we've done it in the company since then. So, it's fun、um, to like see how, you know, how my take on it. Changes、mm-hmm. as I mature. And、yeah. so it's this ballet means so much to me. Yeah. I so, love it. With Tudor Works, it's so specific.、Mm-hmm. We, we had Lila Garden Stage on us in Miami in 2006 by Donald Mahler. Yes. And it's just so, I loved hearing about how every gesture means a different thing. Yes. Did you have a specific coach that you worked on? So we also worked, worked with, with Donald Mahler.、Uh-huh. Um, and Martine Van Hamel helped.、Uh-huh. And、um, we worked with、um, Amanda McCaro. And John Gardner. So these are all people who、um, worked with Tudor. Yeah.、Personally. And Kevin, of course.、Mm-hmm. Um, so we've definitely had a lot of you know, knowledge given to us about、um, how to do this ballet and how to approach it and how to approach each step.、Mm-hmm. And you don't approach it as dancers, you approach it as real people.、Mm-hmm. Right. And every step or like pirouette or I don't know, turn you do has a meaning to it. You're saying something, you're not just, you know, dancing. Right. So it's, it's very different and it's really fun、yeah. to do. So for a ballet like that that's been in the repertoire for a while, normally some companies, like I know at Miami, generally someone will come in, set the ballet, and then we、mm-hmm. kind of like the ballet masters take care of it、yeah. throughout the year. So how often do these sorts of people come back in and work with new casts, work with new people? Um, well, whenever we,、um, whenever we perform a ballet like, like that, they always come in. So、mm-hmm. it's, It's usually like a good amount of time before we perform. Right, right. So、yeah. pretty often. Pretty often.、Oh, yeah. 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 So, how are you liking the festival so far?、Mm-hmm. How、oh、are rehearsals、gosh. going? And yeah, well, yeah. I, I love it here. It's、yeah. so beautiful. Yeah, it's it's been a dream of mine to come here, and everyone's always raving about how amazing <laughs> it is here and how amazing the community is and、mm-hmm. the scenery and like the sights.、Mm-hmm. So,、yeah. I'm in heaven. Yeah. So, so happy to be here.、Oh, good. Would love to come back again. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, We talk a lot about how stamina becomes an issue up here, but、right. luckily you're doing Lilac Garden and not one of your Alexei Ratmansky yes. roles. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, we're, we're giving you a slow build. Next、yeah. year, we'll be able to do that. I know, I know. It's、event. a slow entrance into、yeah. a high altitude. <laughs>
situation. But it's okay. I mean, I definitely feel like a little bit of extra extra like pressure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I mean, I'm okay. It's mm-hmm. fine. You you adjust. Yeah. yeah. So why do you think that this makes um such a special place for ABT to tour to? They came the company came last, last year, year mm-hmm. and they're back again this year. Why does it feel like something that is a nice addition to your yearly Right. Well, um, number one reason is usually we're off this time and the company is on summer break and Mm. usually the dancers don't really have much to do unless Mm. they find gigs somewhere else. So this is a great um, addition to the end of our season and Mm -hmm. for us to continue dancing, but especially in a setting like this. I mean, it's Mm. so wonderful and beautiful and so many people come here to experience, you know, the performances yeah. and the arts. So it's an incredible opportunity for us, I think. And people who might not be able to see ABT otherwise. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Reach to broader audiences. Yeah. So. Well, I think we're going to segue into our final bit of interview, okay. which is the lightning round that we do oh, okay. for all of our guests. <laughs> oh, fine. Um, so it's just a couple of quick questions and okay. you just think of whatever comes to mind. Okay. So first is what is your favorite role to dance to date? Ooh, Swan Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite debut since becoming a principal? You've Thank, a you. Thank you. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a dream role you've not yet danced? Giselle. Giselle. So our next one was your favorite thing about performing here in Vail, but you haven't performed here yet. It's going to be tonight. <laughs> but I'll know tonight. So. <laughs> we'll ask you. We'll follow up. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much Thanks for your so time. Much it was for so great. Us. Oh, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for joining us this week. Please take a moment to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get this podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Conversations on Dance. Subscribe to this podcast now to be automatically notified when new episodes become available every Monday. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next week.